Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome everyone to the 67th episode, is that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, 67th. Episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. My name is Dylan Senpai, and with me is a hard man with harder opinions, Andrew. Hi. And the stupid, awesome analyst, John. Yo. So, uh... That's it. Yeah, I know, I almost forgot to, like, lead into what's after that. I don't know what's... What's we, up with that? We just have to start existing. Yeah, I know. It's it's like we have to do this job, and it's just like, nah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll sleep in today. I'm gonna... <laughs> Put down I'm like I'm like playing with these staples. I got to put them off to the side. I, I can't I can't have anything around me when we're recording because I'll just take them and start messing around with them, and then it messes up the mic- microphone recording. You're playing with staples. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta, how engaged you are. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> staples that, is where is is giving you more entertainment. Staples are interesting. They're a staple of entertainment. Ah. So as you guys have uh, probably read from the title of this episode that we haven't actually come up with yet. Uh, as we record this, I'm actually I'm I'm not 100% positive that anybody actually reads the descriptions to our episodes. Oh, that's okay. Uh, totally. This we are doing a part two of the character design stuff. Yeah, we Ooh. got <laughs> we got pretty broad on the last uh, on the last episode. We were just talking about some really actually it was it was kind of jumbled like kind of just jumbled information together that we didn't get it and we didn't even like focus down on some of the most basic things i mean we tried looking for things like color theory and how how certain characters are put together you know yeah. and but we didn't get any definitive answers but we have some we had a, a huge response from fans about you know certain things that they wanted to hear us talk about and so we're going to revisit it Cover some stuff that we actually do know about that we forgot to mention, and then also add into what you guys also had to give us. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it'll sound a little bit better than the last one. Well, I mean, uh, the last one wasn't bad, because the actual topic itself from the last time was more about what we are personally interested in as far as character designs. That was what was recommended for us. Okay. So now uh, we're kind of going to go in and discuss. We might still discuss some of the stuff that we're personally attracted to as far as the design goes, but this is more going to be of the educational, actual, factual... Educational in quotes, right? (laughs) The academic side of designing a character. Yeah, it was really cool because we got, like, some of the fan stuff that we we got to is going to... is really informative. But first, but first, it's time to read the news bell. News. 
It's like gets un- more and more unenthusiastic every time. I guess so. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. Yeah. You should get like an actual bell. Maybe we should get an actual, or maybe we should just record Andrew saying news enthusiastically once, and then play that clip. Because I mean, like we got the sound clip thing going on, but we only use it for certain things. Yeah, we really only use it for fetish of the week now. Yeah, that seems uh, to be your favorite one, or uh, yeah. into the West, but we don't do that every episode. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, we actually don't have a lot of news this episode. However, one of the things that I wanted to start out with w- was. If you guys hadn't read online, uh, I got this this info from the comic book Legal Defense Fund. Mm-hmm. China is banning anime and manga from the internet. Specific ones, too. Yeah, well, yeah. They, I mean, they have specific ones, but in the article they were saying that anime and manga is is affecting the healthy growth of the child population. Yeah, they um they specifically said that it's pro violence, like it's uh. What was the specific word that they used was, um... Definitely no mention of smog clouds, though, for healthy (laughs) development of children. No, definitely not. Okay, so that is not a factor in this. Got it. It's, uh, like, pro-violence, not pro-violence, but, uh, there's a word for it, like, um... Violent? Well, yeah. Okay, so so they're, they're too violent, um, and there's a lot of sexual content, and those are the things that they're trying to, you know, screen... From the internet. They said that they've already shut down like a total of 29 websites <laughs> in China. Yeah. That, that's stupid it's, though because I mean like – It's like they're fighting a hydra with the internet and sexual uh, websites. That's what I'm saying. It's, so uh, here is an actual list of 38 shows that have been screened and blocked. Shows, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, so not manga but like anime. Well, it's both. But uh, they all have, like, specific, like, subject materials that you can kind of tell as to why they would be blocked based on these, those things. So, Terror and Resonance is one of them. Like, completely about plotting terrorist attacks and stuff like that. So, why would China block that, though? I mean, like, it's a good... It, that's the other thing, too. It's like, why, it's a good show. It's, it's a good story. It it's they're, like along the theory that they're, could, it, they're just going off the thing that is poisoning the youth. Like that is what they're doing. It's, it, okay, this is stupid because it goes. I know we we like just got into this and you haven't even started reading the list, but it already is is reflecting the video game like violent video games create violent children. It's like no, there's something seriously wrong with children who em, emulate video game violence. Like that's that there's something wrong with people beforehand. It's like you're yeah. Okay, uh, next Blood Sea. So if you guys haven't seen Blood Sea, it's messed up. Yeah, um, but the show itself isn't so great. Like no, it's it's, not it's good. really slow. It nothing happens, but when something does happen, it's like the most violent and brutal thing you've ever seen. Yeah, it's like it's it's like Drive, but if there were giant monsters. Yeah. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't gone to YouTube and just typed in Blood Sea gory deaths. That's almost exactly what the title is, is Blood Sea Gory Deaths, and it's just a compilation of all the gory blood scenes in yeah. Blood Sea, and, and they're awful. Yeah, the, the the thing about the violence in Blood Sea is that it gets so real. Like, that's the one thing about it, is that, you know how when, when the, you're watching a regular anime and there's a fight, and then, like, somebody gets cut in half, but it's like, well, they're a bad guy, so they're gonna take it like a champ. But everybody who dies in Blood Sea is, like, a real person, so there's, like, horror in their face, yeah. and there's screaming, and there's and there's a length of time before they die, so there's, like, torture in it, and you can feel that torture. And Well, it's... not only that, but um, the attention to detail of the blood splatter 
is greater than any anime I've ever seen before. Makes it a little bit more real. It puts, yeah. you, it puts you in a realm of reality. And and the deformation of people being ripped apart is also very real. Um, ironically, it's done by Clamp. Uh, I know, yeah. Clamp, right? is a, Clamp is a company that's very like well-known for making their chick mo- uh, animes. <laughs> so, is, there, is there a four kids version? <laughs> if only. Um, next up on the list, High School of the Dead, which... Um, the manga is great. Anime sucks. We talked about this all the time. Uh, we'll never stop talking about it. Yeah. Ergo Proxy, which is kind of shocking because there's really nothing that wrong with Ergo Proxy. <laughs> Again, staples. Oh man, I just I'm watching a GIF of one of the deaths on Blood Sea. Which one? Which one? The uh, split. The girl that does the split in the air and then gets oh, and gets torn in half. Yeah. Okay. See, that one is that one freaked me out the most with sound. Because her screams are so real, and like you can just hear how much pain she's going through. Yeah. And that one like really messed me up because it was just like that is too real. And not only that, but like um, it's like a clear homage to Violence Jack. There's like no other anime where somebody gets ripped in half by the legs than Violence Jack. You can tell that that's where. Yeah, they got that. Especially like at the afterwards, like how the guts just kind of like pour out. Like, after the legs, you know, like, that is straight up violence, Jack, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, it is gross. It's way nasty. Okay, so. we only got through four of yeah. these, these animes and mangas out of, what, 40? Uh, yeah, next, Parasite. Parasite has been blocked. That's a good show. Uh, Skullman. I haven't seen Skullman. Uh, another. Another is fantastic. It's just, it's just horror. Yeah, Another no. is, a, is a great horror. That is actually my favorite horror anime now. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, next, Inferno Cop. Inferno Cop? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> The the most cartoony violence. That's like that's like seen. blocking Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, uh, Afro Samurai. Okay, they're racists. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul. Uh huh. Sword Art Online. Okay. Um, Tokyo ESP. I haven't which seen it. It it was boring. Like I watched it. I watched the first episode. Um, or no, I watched the first few episodes, and it was like. Oh, look how kind of bloody it is. And then and then like, but the story wasn't really that strong. Yeah. Tokyo Ravens, haven't seen it. Okay, not a, not a fan of Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. Devil May Cry. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> game, game but the game is fine. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> game is fine, just don't watch the anime. Uh, Rin, Daughters of Medicine. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, for those who haven't seen Rin, it's only six episodes long, and they're, they're each an hour long. It's, it's the weirdest thing you'll ever see. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah, there's... Um, there's piercing torture. Yeah, in the first episode, there's like there's a torture scene where where Rin is getting pierced, like 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 earrings. Yeah, yeah and, like all different rings, and, and just it. just being pierced by them. It's it's weird. It is weird. Uh, the Testament of Sister uh, of Sister New Devil. Oh yeah, okay. I watched the couple. Uh, no, I watched the first episode of that, and then I decided I was going to drop it because it was just so bad. Yep. Yeah, oh. uh, Attack on Titan got blocked, which is like the biggest sensation in anime that's happened in a, like the longest time, and they're just like, nope, you well, can't. Now you don't have it. Yeah. So people either have to learn Japanese or English, and then they'll have to. F- you know, figure out that corpse party, which uh, we John and I have been incredibly interested in looking into corpse party because we need it. That's one apparently we need to add to our panel. Yeah. Okay. So I was uh, I, I asked a question on this app, this phone app called Anime Amino, and you can just create polls and whatever you want on there, and you get pulled by other anime fans. 
and I asked the question, what's the goriest anime you've ever seen? And everybody was like, oh, it's Elfin Lead, or it's, uh, what, what were some of the, it was like Blood Sea. Yeah, or, no, 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 but people, people were also saying Mira Niki, yeah, like, which is dumb. Yeah, Pokemon. Like Mira is... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was stupid. I was like, has anybody seen, like, Violence Jack yeah. or anything? And they're like, no, Mira Niki's, is gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was pathetic. Sorry, guys. Anime Amino, Anime Amino though is a really cool app though. If you if you just it's it's like Twitter but with all anime uh, news polls and things like that. Next, uh, Strike the Blood, which I have not seen. Never heard of it. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. I just haven't seen it. Uh, Death Note. I guess they don't like talking. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like we just put this one on our list because nobody wants to watch yeah, it. Yeah, just like shut up. So, um, shut but up. with Death Note, like you can kind of he's just like killing masses of people. Yeah. Like that's like. But it's not, like, gory, or it's not violent, it's creepy, and it's a mystery. So, it's kind of weird. Dead Man Wonderland. Good, show sucks. Sucks. Like, so. show sucks. <laughs> so, get rid of it. Date Alive. Date Alive, yeah, that one's been pretty popular. It's kind of moe. Really? Yeah, I think I, so. I, I, that must be one for the sexual content. Psychopaths, which is a bummer, because that show is awesome. People explode. Yeah. Like, but, but only, like, a couple, it's not like they do it every episode. You know, they just kind of like, boom. I think it's only like in the beginning, too. Yeah. It's like not even really that much in the later series. Uh, okay, Devil Lady, which Why? is a, which is an anime from the 90s. I don't think anybody's actually look, going at like looking up Devil Lady. No. Like, I need to go find Devil Lady. Um, Does it really have that many views? Because it's just like, what? Yeah, I mean, like, I have all of Devil Lady, but um, I haven't finished it because it's really not that good. Um, I pr- much prefer Devil Man, which is hilarious because Devil Man is not even on this list. Good, like Devil Man and Violence Jack are not on this list, but Devil Lady is. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. Specifically, Devil Lady. Those who hunt elves. That sounds like a hentai. Yeah, well, never seen it, but I guess it must have sexual content in it because it's certainly not a violent anime. Or maybe it's about hunting elves. Uh, yeah, but it's safe I don't to say. Know. It's like it looks like a, a like a fantasy anime. Like I've I've seen it around. Well, that's where elves stuff. tend to reside is in the fantasies. Yeah, it's... and in the North Pole. That's true too. Santa's not uh, real. They had a couple volumes of Those Who Hunt Elves at Movie Stop when we were, lived in Florida at that movie stop by the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where I, that's where I know of it from, and it looks like that doesn't look like it's bloody and gory. <laughs> Elf and Lead is next on the list. I cannot live in China because I Elfin Lead's my favorite. You don't say. I don't say. Tell us another time. Yeah, I will. Next episode. High school D cross D. Didn't catch me. It kind of sucked. Um, yeah, that one is incredibly sexual. Like Boob that anime. one is a lot. Yeah, and so is this one. Samurai Girls. Boob anime. So can I play H. Boob anime. Bravo Girls. Girls Bravo. Boob <laughs> anime. Kanon uh, Kanokan. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. Boob anime. Too hard to pronounce. <laughs> Ban it. <laughs> Uh, Aesthetica of the Rogue Hero. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, Sakura Diaries. Sounds boring. Black Butler 3. Ban it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Claymore. Okay. Dance in the Vampire Bund. Oh, uh, I know of that one. That one's In the Vampire what? Bund. Dance in the Vampire Bund. Dance in the Vampire Bund. Don't know what that is, ban it. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I was actually at Barnes & Noble the other day, and this one's actually on Netflix, too. It's one of those animes where it's just like, I'm a vampire that's 700 years old, but I'm a lowly. And, like, people were just like, no. Like, <laughs> China was like, no. Yeah. It trick me. Uh, so that one has a lot of sexual content. You look like a child. And finally, Assassination Classroom. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. That one's pretty popular. Yeah, really popular. 
It's like the new shonen. Uh, so that's the list of... China has successfully started censoring the internet. That is, like, phenomenal. <laughs> that is just, like, an impressive feat on its own. All right. Well, so well, that's it for that. It's yet to be seen how exactly successful that's going to be. Oh, there's always ways to get stuff. Yeah. I'm sure it's, like, <laughs> one of those things where, like, remember when we were in, like, middle school when they first started blocking internet sites? And, yeah, internet sites, that's a bit redundant. But, um, and you could just go to one website and then copy and paste the website you wanted to get to and it would be unblocked. Oh, Do you and remember doing that? Or is that just me? Well, they had uh, proxy sites, too. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember screen doors. Just, you know, copying in uh, different game sites to that so you could get to them. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So do that, China. I think, but the only problem is you can't do a proxy site on a site that's actually been shut down entirely. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like there's banning sites. They're trying to ban specific shows, which is weird. So I don't know how that's... Yeah, they're banning shows that uh, show up on these websites. So if they if that show shows up on those websites, they shut the whole thing down. Communism. Well, I, I'm curious then how easy it is for them to just go to a .com as opposed to a .dot. I, I don't know what their extension is for a site if it's .cn or something. <laughs> right. Because they could just be like, okay, well, Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing that sucks too is uh, Crunchyroll is um, is region locked. So if like you have a oh, China, really? yeah. So if you're in China, you can't necessarily view shows that are only region locked to the United States. Like um, the way that Barakamon was in Canada, I believe. Like uh, Crunchyroll Canada had Barakamon, but Funimation only had Barakamon here in the states. So you couldn't access Barakamon. On the uh, on your U.S. internet browser, on Crunchyroll, it ruins things. Yeah, it ruins things quite. Next up, uh, actually, we have this kind of little cool thing of comparing rankings of book sales. I saw this, and I wasn't sure if I was going to add it. I don't know. It's kind of interesting to think because because uh, the whole reason the uh, article exists is uh, what you can tell about a culture by the by the by books. The books that, yeah, by like the top ten books. Uh, so that people went to Amazon to find the books of America and then the books of Japan. Amazon, Amazon.com and Amazon.co.jp. Yep. So uh, America had things like Fifty Shades of Grey is number one. No, okay, or, no. Or First off, it's the new version of Fifty Shades of Grey. It's the book told from the perspective oh, yeah, of, of Christian Grey. That's right, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one's number one right now, which will go away very fast. Once, once you know the popularity of, of that you know goes away. Yeah, uh, baby's hundred first words that they should learn. Doctor Seuss, uh, Stephen King, uh, the new Harper Lee book. John Green. These are all adult books. <laughs> I don't know. Adios America. I've never heard of it. Uh, Twenty two day revolution. They have like weight loss books and cooking books and children's books. <laughs> it's because we're all fat. And then you go to uh, Japan's top selling book, and they have. Erotic art books, <laughs> books about cats around the internet, mangas and light novels, uh, more erotic art books. <laughs> um, it's a coffee then, table book, man. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. And then a book about uh, Satoshi, uh, Satoshi Ono, a member of a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a couple of different details that go into this, though, because... Japan, I guess, use, utilizes bookstores a lot more often, and the only reason why they're top-selling books on 
on Amazon.com are like that is because you can't find those books in regular bookstores. So when you can't get to the Akihabara or you can't find something on a bookshelf, then you go to Amazon.com and order the thing that you can't get. So everybody uses Amazon.com in America. Like, that's just how you buy things. It's just Amazon.com. Well, what's culturally different is that you don't go to Amazon.com in Japan. You use that as a last resort. Well, you do if you want to get an erotic book, apparently. Erotic, whatever they were. Exactly, because you can't just find them in a bookstore. Well, not only that, it could just be just because you're embarrassed to get an erotic novel or whatever. Well, that too. You don't have to show your face yeah. in public. Yeah, they are incredibly shy. So, yeah. So, so there's that's the reasoning behind that for the most part. You know, anyways, like getting a book about cats on the internet. I don't know. In the number two spot, that seems a little seems a little shaded to me. No, no, it shouldn't be embarrassed about cats. Um, next up, we have this interesting news that the neat population in Japan has decreased for its second year in a row. Hey, that's a neat article. Ah, uh, ban it. Between this year and last year, the neat population's gone down by like 30,000 people. Which is really interesting. For those of you who don't know what neat culture is, neat culture in Japan is like no experience or education. Uh, T something. I don't know what the T stands for. Oh, or training. They're not in training. Yeah. Uh, not not in education, employment, or training. That's yeah. N-E-E-T. So uh, it's those people that you see in anime that sit in their house, use the computer, are surrounded by anime figurines and, and visual novels and doujins and whatever, uh, and sit there and stay in their house all day long and don't do anything. Yeah. A good anime for that is Welcome to the NHK, which is a, about... He Hikikomori's. Oh, and Eden of the East, because Eden of the East was like all about the neats that got t- taken away. Or yeah, were, right, like they disappeared. Right. Yeah. yeah, one of the main characters in that show was a neat too. Yeah, Panty. Good uh, show. Good show. It is a good show. Mm-hmm. It's actually continuing to decrease, which is really interesting. Yeah, that's a good thing. I'm glad to hear it because that's uh, you know it's kind of a concerning cultural aspect. If if you're not contributing to the economy, then the economy just tanks. You know, and and suddenly. You have no source of income from anywhere. Yeah, one of the one of the things that they also kind of uh, touch on in this article is that they had they just have the interesting fact that women make up almost forty percent of the neat population, neat. Which, which seems really high. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a female neat character in an anime that I can think of. There actually was one a couple seasons ago, and it w- the show was actually quite literally about. A girl who is a neat and her brother provides for her, gives her money, you know, hmm. gets her groceries and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, it, it actually is a, a common thing. And, and I mean, the numbers are high to begin with, like half a million people. Was, isn't that what it was saying? Because, I mean, that's, that's a wicked high number. Not neat. <laughs> that's it, I think. I don't think there's really anything else that interesting as far as the media goes. Uh, but gaming has had some new stuff pop up. Like the Super Smash Brothers thing? Yeah. That's kind of cool. We should also m- let them know that we're recording this the the week before E3 happens. So by the time you're hearing this, there's going to be a ton more news that we're not going to cover. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, when you, if, you, if, you, if you need a frame of reference, Bethesda's conference is tonight. And like from, from this recording... Uh, at 9 o'clock, we're recording around noon right now in Bethesda. Is they're the first conference, and it's going to be tonight at 9. I thought it was at 10, but whatever. It's 9, Dylan. It doesn't even matter because we're, <laughs> it's, it's in the past. 
It's already passed and everybody's already seen it and they're and they're gonna be like, no, you got the time wrong. So you know what? No time whatsoever. You've lost your privilege. Um, and then tomorrow, Monday, is all the other conferences. I'm gonna be watching the the Microsoft conference during my lunch break. So um, besides the two characters that popped up for uh, S- Smash Brothers, which were announced, which are Ryu and Roy uh, from okay, Ryu from Street Fighter and Roy. From Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. They also announced a, a batch of new Amiibos that are coming out, uh, which include Falco, Mr. Game & Watch, Duck Hunt, and uh, ROB, the robot, the Nintendo playing robot. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you also get Mii, co- Mii Fighter costumes, because in the new one you get to build your own, or use your Mii, but you also get to like, give them costumes. Uh, so you have things like Virtual Fighters, Fighters Akira, Virtual Fighters Jackie, uh, Animal Crossing Isabella, Mega Man, Mega Man X-Zero... Splatoon, uh, boy and girl, Splatoon Squid Hat, and Heihachi from Tekken. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty neat. Uh, so they're they're really building on the content uh, of Super Smash Brothers, which is something they really couldn't do before. Yeah, but now that the technology's there and there's so much advancement, like there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do. Yeah, um, especially utilizing the Mii's as fighters. Well, and the thing that they're saying is interesting is uh, there's those are just the amiibos as well that are just being touched on. There's actually going to be amiibos for all 51 fighters uh, in Smash. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot of amiibos. That is a lot of amiibos, and we actually have a, a discussion about amiibos when we hit our Tapagachi. But uh, we do have one more update as far as uh, gaming goes, and that's a uh, manga gamer. Uh, has finally announced uh, the 2015... I actually already uh, uh, posted this news on the Wicked Anime Facebook page a couple weeks ago. Uh, but uh, Manga Gamer has announced that they are going to release the DLC, Gogo Nippon 2015. Which is the updated version of the visual novel, Gogo Nippon, that was made for the English-speaking audience. Uh, to teach people about Japan through using a visual novel. Uh, it, which, I played it, I reviewed it, you can watch the video on Wicked Anime's page... It's awesome. It's one of the best visual novels I've ever played, and it's an educational game, essentially. Uh, it's so fun. The story's kind of cute. It's great. And so this new 2015 update is going to release about... make the game 50% longer. So, like, you take uh, take the game, and it's like... the uh, Essentially, you're playing the first game all over again. That would be 100%. Is it 100? Yeah, you're right. Uh, if it doubles the length of the game, that's 100% longer. Yeah, it essentially doubles the length of the game. That's what we're going with. If it, wait, if it doubles it, it would, wouldn't it be 200% longer? No, what? no it, we're adding... 200% total, so 100% yeah, added to, <laughs> to an additional 100%. Okay, we've really got to stay away from math on this show. If Like, it hurts us. It just hurts us. And there's probably some sort of mathematician who, for some reason, is watching our show and is just like, ugh. That that's all he said. Just ugh. And that guy from Numbers. <laughs> yeah. The worst yeah, the TV from... show. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> I hope China uh, bans that show. <laughs> what is this? Oh, they added animation to it. That's wonderful. That's so cool. I wish everyone, including me, could understand what you're talking about. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so. In the first uh, GoGo Nippon, it was just still frames. Uh, this is really great with the music playing in the background. Uh, still don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching a video where they're sampling the emo- the new emotes for the game. 
so, but they added like full animation to it uh, through that method that they have in Japan, where they just kind of like move the art around, like they smudge it around and it makes it look like it's moving. Yeah, kind of like puppetry from uh, Photoshop. Um, uh, well, yeah, Photoshop, but it's more of like an After Effects thing. Oh, I get yeah. it. I see what you're saying. So, uh, so they added uh, the character moves, like it moves towards you, moves back, blinks, uh, talks. Uh, smiles, last blushes. Yeah, that's something that's been coming up more often in visual novels. It's not a common thing. Like it's usually just still frame images, and the and the characters never move. But every once in a while, they make a game where the characters move or even just blink. That makes it that much more alive. It's really interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm actually working on a video right now. Uh, for a visual novel uh, that included that kind of content. So you'll hear about all that when I discuss it. Discuss it. It's really an extra feature that really helps you be immersed into the experience more, uh, which is weird because it's really not that difficult. Right. You know, it's just it's just lip flaps and eye blinks. Yeah, but even still, you have to program for every single thing that the character's on the screen for, so it's just a lot. Yeah. So, uh, Manga Gamer, I know you're listening. I, I, I'm gonna do the review for that, just so you know. So I want that DLC. Do we have any strange news? Yeah, I got some strange news. All right, guys, it's moving on to some strange I, news. I actually heard... see. I feel like we should. Sorry to interrupt, but I feel like we should have a soundbite for strange news. Yeah, because well, we because okay. we do that almost every episode. At the at the origin of Wicked Anime, we started off doing strange news whenever we said it's time for some strange news everybody would go like yeah we you know something like that but nobody does that anymore well there's, there's only three of us yeah. here well, what, we, what do you want from us john so that's 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 where it came from so i, I don't know um we I, we can find some more yelling somewhere I just guess. find like some stock audio of kids going yeah <laughs> <laughs> i actually do have that you one, do yeah one second because I, I used it in an episode one time Nope, that's the party horn. <laughs> Are you sure you have this sound effect? I felt like I did. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be let down immensely by I, I, like no I just like you're not you don't have it. I don't know if I do. <laughs> so first strange news, uh, <laughs> I do have one piece that uh, I want I wanted to mention, and I actually found this on NBC News, and directly after I had written down in my notes, I got. I got it sent over to me by Keto. Like, hey, have you seen this? Yeah, Wicked. So yeah, uh, Wicked Van Keto was like on the same page as us, like at the same brain thinking time. Yeah, it's it's a story about this Chinese actress for a a soap opera that has been going on. Uh, was recently sued for s- maintaining eye contact with a viewer for too long. <laughs> A man in China is suing a, a Chinese actress on TV on TV for staring at him too long through the television set. How about that? <laughs> Think about that for a bit. Yeah. Is this the same guy in charge of banning anime? It, it, <laughs> it might be, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like he, he might be from America. Just the way we're so sue happy with stuff. Yeah. So the the show is a drama about a... Uh, mother and a father trying to raise their their child, and they both have completely polar opposite child raising ability and or and techniques. And the mother is the more serious character in the show. And <laughs> there was just this moment in one of the early episodes where the mother, you know, she makes a stern look 
And I think it's from the, the view of the child, but it, it's through the eyes of the child. So the mother is giving a stern look directly into the camera. And apparently one of the viewers did not like that at all. He <laughs> felt, he was like, that is very uncomfortable. I... I feel I, offended. Yeah, I mean, and and said, I am suing the... Na- I can't imagine that anything is going to come out of this. I, it's, it, but it made news. It made NBC news. So, I like, I can't imagine that anything's going to come out of it because there's no case there whatsoever. At least, I, I honestly hope not. If there is a follow-up to this, then it's you're going to hear about it. I hope that it does go to court. And then that actress is there, and she just stares at him the whole time, <laughs> and he loses his mind and runs out of the, the court. The guy was off his meds or whatever. Anyways, uh, that's all I have for strange news. You have anything, Andrew? No. You, that's you it. That's it. That's the strangest. That's as, as strange as it gets. Yeah, that, it, it, that is pretty strange. You don't want to talk about the happy pills or anything like that? No, because that was just, that's just something that's been developed. There's a pill coming out that's uh, okay, we're Japan. About. You know, can get rid of uh, stage fright. Yeah, it gets rid of it. Like if you take a pill before you go on to like a speech or, uh, or like a huge Xanax. presentation, kinda. Except it has carrots in it because <laughs> carrots have a natural calming. Whatever, I really, guess. something like that. <laughs> they have a natural calming, whatever. Yeah, huh. yeah it's. A, yeah. I don't know. Bugs Bunny seems pretty revved up to me. <laughs> yeah. So that's as strange as it gets. Okay. Time to move on to what we're watching. Yeah, we were discussing this before the show started, but uh, the new episode of Food Wars was awesome. Where yeah. uh, where they actually started a new Shokugeki, which is like a showdown. You guys really have to watch Food Wars. Uh, like I, that is a show that I highly recommend to everybody. Yeah, it's good. Um, so Dylan, I, I haven't watched the newest episode. Dylan, uh, do you uh, the cook know? Stuff. Do you know how long the show's supposed to go on for? Do you have any idea? Nine hundred episodes. I have no. <laughs> why I don't know why. No, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, no would have sufficed. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was about to ask. I don't know why you think I would have any idea how long the show's going to go. I, I didn't know either. Yeah, well, why? we asked. We've already asked each other. And we don't know, so I asked you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So my process of elimination of people who might, in fact, know. But I just, like, watch the you... show. I don't, li- like, read news about it. No. <laughs> Whatever. It's a, it's a manga series, right? How, and so maybe look up how long the manga series has been going or if it's still going. Well, it, it is still going, but I feel like the manga is... Um, is kind of releasing with the anime because there aren't that many volumes out especially here in america in america they only have like the first three or so volumes released something i don't know they sell it at barnes and noble i almost picked it up (laughs) but then you Uh, decided on an erotic cat book (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh i need to go to my amazon.jp account (laughs) buy some uh, erotic novels and cat books (laughs) I'll leave the Dr. Seuss and baby ring for the American (laughs) Amazon. Oh, my goodness. 100 first baby words. I don't know many of these. (laughs) I was really, uh, like, it was was a good episode, but it was one of those episodes that was like, ah, why are you ending it right here? Oh, I I know. Like, they ended it in the worst place, but I was just like. I almost thought they were going to end the episode without us even being able to see what um, they got to cook. I well, they sort of. Re- well, yeah, because they and they did the credits, and then it was like a Sam Jackson after the credits scene, <laughs> where he yeah. shows up. And he's like, "This is what I've cooked for the Avengers." 
<laughs> I guess I should uh, touch on that. Uh, hey, with between the la- release of last episode and this episode, I have finished Sword Art Online. Like, all of it. I finished Sword Art Online. <laughs> like, uh, it, that, it only took me less than two weeks. I watched it all in a week and a half. And, uh, and I loved it. Victoria would be proud. I watched uh, the first season. And I gotta say, um, all the hate that the second arc is getting, you know, with the, the fairy arc, uh, I think it was such a good thing that I was so prepared for it. The tentacle arc? It, yeah, the uh, Alfheim arc. Got you. Um, and Because uh, everybody was just, you know, like, oh, it's not as good. It is. It's completely different. Because the show goes from, like, almost like a horror feel. Like, they had... Um, uh, horror going with like terrorism like a terrorist attack and people are dying to this like oh uh we i can't die anymore stranger so, danger yeah so that's safe um but the but the whole thing is is uh it's more of an infiltration arc so the first one was a survival arc now because he's been a- he survived that whole event he's able to do this whole thing where he can actually play the hero and infiltrate someone else's game and and be a hero. So because all those events happened he could do this in this event. Uh so I kind of felt like that even though it was so drastically different and the f- the tone of the show was so different, I it still made sense because it's just an existence of their world. Yeah, but the stakes weren't as high, you yeah. know. It's not like I. It's like you know, oh, I could die in this world because some crazy game creator has has created the ability for me to to die if if I'm not playing this video game correctly. To well, I just don't want this creepy guy to marry my comatose girlfriend. Yeah, and yeah. again, the like the way they built both those story arcs, you ended up like despising the creepy dude who I don't remember if he killed anyone or not more than the dude who killed like thousands of people. Yeah. Well, um, and I think they did that on purpose. Uh, cause the guy who, you know, killed thousands of people at, in the end uh, spoilers, by the way, um, <laughs> was just like, uh, was just like, I don't know why I did it. Yeah, like he's still he, stupid though. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> yeah. he got so lost in his world that um, that he d- he no longer understood his motive for wanting to uh, to do that. Where the crazy rapey uh, husband suitor for Asuna um, was just a was just that. But he built that game with his company so that he could use them as test subjects. You know, like so he so as people were logging out of Sword Art Online, he infiltrated the servers of Sword Art Online and and like robbed three hundred people. Who were who hadn't logged out yet, uh, and um, and kept them comatose like in his game so that he could do tests on them. Yeah. So he was still kind of a terrorist in a way, but the stakes weren't as high because he wasn't killing people. I actually want to take a step back for a second and go back to sort the first se- the first arc of Sword Art Online, which was literally Sword Art Online, and how I would fix it. Because I actually had a, quite a few problems with the first season. Oh no, it wasn't perfect. I, I really, really liked the show, but I had a lot of problems with it. Yeah. Um. Not not in a bad way though. Like just in a like a oh I didn't like that choice that they made. Oh I didn't like that choice that they made. I got over it. Right. You know? Like first of all, I think that there should have been no 
marriage or love story whatsoever in the first season. I think that they should have cut that out completely because it just makes all the more sense once they leave the game to say like, "Oh hey, I love you." You know, like that and I think to me if they if they had just stuck to the game the whole time and they didn't do like this, "Oh, married life is amazing" sort of thing because it goes completely against Everything Asuna stood for from the beginning. Mm-hmm. She wanted to remain silent and she wanted to remain hidden away because she wanted to remember her worldly self. And then, like, all of a sudden, she's just like, nah, I, I'm cool with, with doing that. And that was the whole thing about, like, not getting married in the game. And then, second of all, um, Yui's purpose at the end of the first arc was a complete and total waste of time. I know that she. <laughs> I, I know that she's important to the second season, probably even Sword Art Online too. Yeah, she stays in it. She's a good yeah. But in in episode maybe nine through thirteen, what a complete and total waste of a character. And like and the way that they were that they were like gushing over her and everything like that is completely unrealistic. And like the the fact like they should have just looked over her as if she <clears throat> was just like Oh well, this kid's here. That's kind of annoying. But like, they don't get annoyed with her, and they don't like go. They're not like go away, kid. They'll keep her around, but they're not like you're suddenly our child. We made that decision right now, you know. And like that, I, it just felt so weird to me. And then they were bawling their eyes out when like she had to go away and everything. Like it's just like ah, that doesn't feel natural. So I, I don't know that, that I, I think that, that those were my major gripes. But like they were kind of, they were kind of hanging over my head when I was watching the show. It just didn't let me enjoy it to the fullest because it was just too unrealistic. Yeah. And what's actually good about those notes that you gave is it actually didn't spoil anything because people would actually have to watch it to know what you're even talking about. Yeah. So so uh, but I know by this point, like me and you were the only people who had <laughs> only people on planet Earth who had, who had not seen Sword Art Online. So we're um, as far as uh, Sword Art Online two goes. Uh, Sword Art Online Two was awesome. I I was like, okay, I haven't I haven't seen Sword Art Online Two yet. Yeah, but I was totally into it. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything from the ending. I'm not going to spoil because it, it, there's a there's a shade of mystery in it, so yeah. I'm not going to spoil the mystery at all. Um, but uh, last episode, I think when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, I'm really excited to meet Sinon. Uh, and Sean was like, Sinon was a character built for you, Andrew. And he was right. And then Dylan, you said, um, well, you, you uh, tell me what you think about, you know, her actual user. Um, uh, I loved her. I thought everything, everything surrounding Sinon and Asuda, I loved. That character overall was literally what Sean said, a character built for me. Like, cause it was freaking awesome. And Gun Gill Online is a freaking awesome game. Like yeah. super, sci- like super cyberpunk um, like go, tons of gun knowledge, like all the gun knowledge that's actually like in the show, where they're actually talking about calibers and you know uh, barrel sizes and what that does to accuracy. Like it's really really crazy. Uh, overall, I loved it. I loved it from from beginning to end, minus some events that happened throughout number one uh, season one that I really didn't appreciate. You know, we really don't have anything else uh, going on uh, for the episode, so why don't we just move on to our Tapagachi? I mean, there's enough to discuss there. Yeah, we're going to skip right to the Tapagachi, which is Character Design Part 2. Yeah, and thank you guys for all your feedback, because the majority of it is going to be what you guys have sent us. Now, for starters, uh, we'll start off in some really basic stuff. Uh, the the basic art of character design, especially when it comes to anime, how how they build characters so that they get a liking to them, and it starts off with the face, and that's one of the things that that uh, Japan has really 
gotten good at is is expressions, especially in when you watch like Studio Ghibli films and uh, movies. Well, not the last Studio Ghibli film we saw. Jeez. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we watched. Uh, we went to go uh, past weekend. Uh, we went to go see when Marnie was there, which is the last Studio Ghibli film before. They announced their uh, animation hiatus. Yeah, and if you guys want to hear us talk about that, go over to the No Borders, No Race uh, podcast with uh, Evan from the Boston Master Brigade. <laughs> really good episode, by the way. Yeah, it was a really fun episode, really funny. You actually get to hear Jonathan and I talk about some things that we never even talked about on this show with the, with the part two. But uh, full review of When Marnie Was There, go check it out. It's great. Movie not so great, uh, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> the review's Find out- great, the movie not. Yeah, find out why. Yeah, but um, anyways, with expressions, like you said in the past, Andrew, that it, it even comes up in horror a lot, where anime and and Japan itself does a lot of things with the eyes. Yeah. Anime eyes are one of the most iconic things about Japan. You know, if you, when you think about it, it's, well, anime too. The eyes are one of the, the <laughs> biggest parts of it. It even has the coin phrase, anime eyes. Anime eyes. So... <laughs> And, and, you know, they're really big, disproportioned faces. But uh, that's because uh, of the whole philosophy, the eyes are the window to the soul. Right. Uh, essentially, the eye, your eyes can emote, like, every emotion. And pe- if, if you're really good at reading faces, if you just look at the eyes, you can tell what somebody's feeling. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that Japan is really good at, because they couldn't really get the whole animation budget down, like, not every anime has a great animation budget... Uh, they go straight for the expressions, the the expressiveness of a character, and that goes straight into the design aspect of uh, the the essential deep emotion of what do their eyes look like. Yeah, and it originated with Disney, right? Yeah. So um, we're, we're going to touch on some of the things that we talk about in uh, our panel that we premiered uh, called My Wife Who's Not Weird. Science and Psychology of the Character Crush. Yeah, so we're not going to be talking about Character Crush stuff necessarily, but it, it goes into appeal and uh, aspects of design. We, we talk about character design for like half the panel. Yeah, so uh, different anime eyes. I mean, you have, you know, the round moe ones. You have the sharp yeah. eyes of somebody who is serious. You got the Brock eyes. <laughs> you got the Brock <laughs> eyes, which are just lines. <laughs> which, why do they do that there anyways? Was, there was like a meme that I... Saw that I never really realized about one of the characters from Pokemon. Uh, apparently, there's like a female character that Brock is into at one point. I don't think I watched the show at this point, but all of her Pokemon are all the Pokemon that have those kind of eyes. So, like Snorlax and all the other ones. And so, someone pointed out that's like Brock, like, found the one girl that might be into him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's kind of awesome. Uh, and see, that's funny. a really weird thing about Brock, too, is that he is very forthwith with his emotions. Like, he, he's always wearing his heart on his sleeve. And you don't, you don't really need his eyes in order to know what he's thinking because yeah. he always just says it. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of an interesting thing that they, that they kind of close his eyes. And which, what, why were they doing that anyways? Is he, like, super Asian or something <laughs> like that? Like, I don't... I, like, Why? Uh, well, he, it might have been the region he came from. Like, what? It, like, if if I, it might come down to a specific Japanese people identifying, like other Japanese people from different regions of the country. Okay, because you know, every once in a while, Naruto does that too. Like, yeah. Naruto walks around with his eyes closed, yeah. or at least what his quote unquote eyes closed, because uh, his eyes are you know he has anime eyes. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But a lot of the time, he always has that his eyes like as those straight lines and squinting. Yeah, it's really hard to tell at that point if it's a personality thing or if it's a person from a different region that's there being represented. But exactly. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Um, but anyways, you, you were talking about the different eye shapes that they use. A lot of Moe shows use those kind of downward sloped eyes, which I hate, by the way. I, I hate those <laughs> eyes so much. Um, and their, their pupils are always different. They're always either one color. And, and they're meant to be sympathetic eyes. You're supposed to feel either sorry for them, I'd say. It, almost in, in a way that, you know, you, you want to go up and just like, oh, here, let me comfort you and give you a hug and... You know, everything's going to be okay. Almost almost like the way that a puppy looks at you, you know, with those yeah. with those eyes. Well, and that's kind of the one that Disney Disney coined was the sympathy eyes. Like, you know, the soft puppy-like eyes. Yeah, always rounded. Mm-hmm. And uh, interesting thing about Disney eyes, though, is that in the 2D animation, they only had the black eyes, you know. they uh, you know, Or the, the pupils, they never really added color to them, or at least not that I've noticed. We have a, a chart of anime eyes. Uh, that have a <laughs> that have definitions below them. The 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 first thing that comes to my mind is is uh, Heaven's Lost Property. Okay, Th- those kinds of eyes. I've never seen the show, but I I, I know that the eyes are the ones that I, I'm thinking about. Oh, and Clanad, Clanad eyes. This this seemed like a good idea at first to actually look up characters with the kind of eyes. Yeah, those eyes, the Clanad eyes. Okay, so if you go, if you look up Clanad, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan of those eyes because well, I was the saying like you know it's the puppy eyes that make you sympathetic towards them. Well, they make them look like bloodhounds if for if, if if it's a if it's puppy eyes. My favorite kind of eyes are uh, are uh, my, the best example is is the ice witch from uh, Bento. Yep. Those sharp eyes. That are always intimidating and kind of make you look like a badass. It it's always goes back to uh, the the thing that you know Spike Spiegel always said: "I love a woman who can kick my ass." Well, the Ice Witch in, from from Bento also kind of has a sense of cluelessness. Yeah, she's kind of airheaded. Yeah, she, or she's not airheaded, but she's naive. She just like she doesn't understand sexual innuendos, which is hilarious. Uh, she doesn't understand... All she understands is discount bentos. Yeah, and how to fight. I think along the lines with John, I don't like the ones that are, like, huge and they don't have pupils where they're just one solid color with, like, tons of shining light, you know, circles on them. Yeah. Like, it's... really exaggerated. I don't like those. Because I think maybe because those are more on, like, Moe or, you know, different kinds of, like, more cuter 
anime that I don't watch regularly. I think that might yep. be why I don't gravitate towards that. Because me personally, the one that I find I gravitate towards is uh, characters like uh, Revy from Black Lagoon, Faye Valentine, you know, like the tough chick guys, the uh, like thin, sharp. Uh, 90s eyes. Yeah, 90s <laughs> anime eyes. Uh, those ones always seem to... Well, because the ones that are always given to like the, the tougher chicks, the ones that can... Kill somebody essentially. Are you guys specifically just talking about female eyes, or? Well, at the moment, uh, we are for for because because male eyes are a lot less defined. And when it comes to anime, a lot of male eyes are you know there's there's fewer of them. There's fewer variations. I don't know. I don't know, know that I necessarily agree with that. I was looking at one image where I, I that I already lost that had a bunch of different ones. And it was funny because up in the top right was um, what's his name Duffy or the guy from One Piece. Oh, Luffy. Yeah, his his eyes Luffy. are crazy. <laughs> no, here's here's a good chart right here that has a that has plenty of male eyes. It's kind of weird because they they kind of teeter more more of them teeter on the edge of realistic if you think about it. Because I mean, like if you think about Spike Spiegel's eyes. Yeah, male eyes male eyes always uh, go towards the less sympathetic. Generally, this is generally speaking, when you're designing a male character, you're not really aiming to get somebody to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more the job of a shoujo anime or or something. But uh, it's it's different when when you're trying to attract a female to a male because uh, it's uh, you know males are very m- much more attracted to physical features where that is not necessarily the case for for females being attracted to males yeah it is it is the case i mean like they do have that desire it's just actually for uh males just because we're visual creatures we're we're very simple and (laughs) and and don't ask for much (laughs) i forget i forget who the comedian was but he has that line men want to see women naked and women want to see men in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> they want to cover all that up. <laughs> Which is kind of like the difference that you want to go for. Uh, thinking about character design. But um, moving on to, to something else that we also talk about is we talk about the golden ratio. Which it, it leads into attraction for characters. Uh, because there's a theory. I, I think it's been disproven over time due to like people like Ryan Gosling. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, look up a picture of Ryan Gosling staring straight into a camera. Um, but the golden ratio is is the more symmetrical your face is, or anything at all, the more appealing it is to somebody. And if you see anything in animation, everything is perfectly symmetrical, especially when it comes to organic. Yeah, it's um, easier to draw. Yeah, well, of course. It's, it's definitely easier to draw. It's definitely easier to animate, yeah. But that's um, one of the reasons why characters... Uh, are, are very symmetrical is because they're more appealing that way and that's what gets you to like a character design because your brain just says oh hey that thing's perfection and you know I like that see that's probably why there's you find villains are asymmetrical and because it's less appealing I mean you always have to create like if what you, villains are asymmetrical well I'm just thinking about like thugs and stuff like that not not particularly <laughs> you know thugs where one of their arms is bigger than the other <laughs> Well, especially when you go go into shows like Berserk and everybody's all messed up yeah. when they're a bad guy. 
Well, even if you think about characters who have a, who have an uh, asymmetrical uh, silhouette, you know, characters th- who are missing a hand. Or- I think you're talking about two different things. Whereas, like, characters are typically always symmetrical when it comes to their face. Whereas their clothing and the way that their body as a whole looks is often asymmetrical because an asymmetrical silhouette is far more appealing to look at. But I guess when it comes to a face, we're more attracted to things that are symmetrical or I guess guess that's that's a theory. But does, does that speak the same way for scars? Like what, like if, if somebody has a scar over one of their eyes, which is pretty common uh, in anime, uh, do (laughs) the old eye scar. Yeah, do they, uh, you know, does that create something? Does that uh, trigger something to say, like, hey? Yeah, I think that's a way for the artist to just really easily add character to a character. It's just, oh, here's a scar. (laughs) You don't know how he got it, but you'll want to find out. He's deep. (laughs) Did he got himself shaving? Did he get into a brawl? (laughs) Who knows? I was like, I wonder what it would be like if I could shave my eye. (laughs) Oh, so I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be asymmetrical forever. <laughs> How will I ever be appealing to an audience that might exist? That might exist. That man, okay. that. Um, <laughs> oh man. But, but going back to that that talk that we were that we were just having about bodies, there is that whole <clears throat> thing about the ideal body shape. Yeah, you know, because when you look at anime characters, there are very few, far and few in between that are either a little bit more heavy set, or you know, have like a hand missing or a de- or a deformation or something like that. You know, a lot of anime women have larger cup sizes because in Japan, their culture, they really like big breasts and they don't have them, so they want to put it somewhere else. <laughs> don't have them. It's so, not entirely true, but I, I guess. <laughs> It's kind of weird when you think about it because when you create an interesting character, they have an ideal body shape that in mm-hmm. your brain is is something com- it could be something completely different to somebody else, but so does that mean that all these characters that have similar body shapes, you know, thin, athletic, six-pack abs, you know, super strong arms and all that sexual appeal is there a middle ground for everybody and and i think that's that's kind of one of the things that is is common in anime is that oh i see what you mean they're all the same like like some of them are all the same they may be different heights and and they might have different different physical features but they all kind of follow that same mold or structure honestly I feel like it comes from what Hayao Miyazaki said, mm-hmm. where that's where it's being ruined, is because now fans are, are becoming the artists, and uh, everybody's drawing what they like. They're drawing fan art, yeah. essentially. So, uh, so the idea of character design and appeal that's coming from the idealistic views is only their ideal, idealistic views, rather than what um, an audience's but, idealistic view of somebody is. But if they're fans, then who's to say that, it's, that uh, a fan's ideal is not the same as the pe- people drawing it? Right. Because you can't, you can't please everybody. Exactly. You never can. And that and that's actually could be one of the reasons why there are so many different kinds of anime eyes. Is because you know, you're trying to create different character feels, so you give them a different set of eyes, and somebody's going to like them and somebody isn't. But then I don't also... know. I think eyes. Well, not necessarily. I, w- I was going to say eyes could be like just more of a artist stylized choice. But then I was 
I thought that, well, yeah, there are some characters in the same anime that do have different eyes, but... I- well, eyes are, like, like we said before, eyes are an easy way to break down personality. So, like, so like if... Yeah, so if somebody has a different eye shape, then, you know... Yeah, it's... so if you want to portray a personality without actually introducing the character as of yet, like, you can kind of fig- figure them out a little bit by their eyes and their hair color, which we'll actually, like, discuss a little bit later. Yeah. There's also the, um... Oh, hypersexualization? Yeah. It sells a character. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, we're bio, bi- biologically programmed to like those certain things because yeah. we we see oh like this would be an ideal mate or that would be like an ideal if it's I guess the same sex like an ideal companion or hunting buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looked like he throw rock good. <laughs> Hypersexualization is it goes right along with ideals. It's true because you know, you, yeah. I mean, and actually, we did touch it on this in the in the thing, uh, the panel where not all hypersexualization is a bad thing, right? Uh, where because it's it's you yes, most of it's used for sex cells. Um, so you know, oh, that's sexy. I want to watch it. Yeah. Um, but designing a character as a hypersexualized character can I don't know make it easier for people to understand. Maybe, or well, it's it's just kind of it, it brings up the views. If you have somebody who is sexy and and you know draws in the viewers, people are gonna keep watching just for the sake to say, I like that character. I mean, like that's how that's where waifus come from. They they're like, oh yeah, I like my brain says I want to mate with that thing, you know, so I want to keep watching that show, you know. It, that's that's essentially what it is. And th- there's like a study, like the most primitive thing that our mind does like the absolute most animalistic and primitive thing is that thing is attractive i want to mate with it mm-hmm. you know and and that's and your brain can't tell the difference between a, uh, an animation and a real life thing because your brain is stupid yeah you can as a person you can make the decision saying no that thing's not real i'm not going to pursue it however you can say i'm gonna i like it enough that i'm gonna keep watching it and that's what characters do for shows i mean we talked about it at the beginning of last week, the Bikini Warriors thing. Which, yeah. by the way, I wanted to add on. They're, the Bikini Warriors thing was a uh, they're, they're a, a figure line. So they started off as statues, and they took those statues and made a show. You mean I can buy a hunter statue somewhere? Yes, you can. And, and that goes exactly into what I'm talking about. They took these sexy figures that just stand stagnant and still on your shelf and you can never have them. However, now they're on screen and they're moving and you're attracted to them. People are going to watch this show. You know, and that is the most basic thing for, for creating a show ever. You know, like the absolute most basic thing, which is sex sells too. You know, it goes into that. And it works for both males and females. Because you have shows. I mean, when you think about when you have like a male creating a male, you get things like Kenshiro and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, you know, Fist of the North Star, all those things. Because that is the ideal image of a male in a male's head. It may not be the ideal image of a male from a female's mind. You get things like or on High School Host Club when you get the ideal male from a female's brain. You know, you get two different things, but it, that's okay because. You go through, uh, like, there's different wants for, for different audiences. You know, obviously a female wouldn't necessarily be right off the bat into, into Fist of the North Star in the same way that a male wouldn't necessarily be into the idea of watching Oran High School Host Club at the, 
you know, all right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to so, some things that our fans sent us. So our Wicked Fan Sean gave us this chart that he found from uh, Anne's anime blog. So it's a WordPress, and it's it's actually super interesting. I, I want to know where she got the information from, um, because she went through each kind of hair color that are given to anime characters, because not everybody just has, you know, brown hair or, or black hair, uh, <laughs> which are... Black hair is probably the most common color on an actual Japanese person. Yeah, but it's it has a really weird mix of characters, you know, because there are some characters who are main characters and then there are side characters who have different meanings to their name. It's it's kind of a broad topic when you think about it, you know, for each, each character might mean something different. Anyways, if we want to start off in the most basic, black hair, um, it, they say that a character with black hair could either be mysterious, refined, traditional, so like a main character, if they want to be plain and basic, you know, then black hair. Uh, independent, sad, cruel, which is is weird that they add sad and cruel in there. I mean, cruel, I guess you could give a, a bad guy black hair, but sad, you know, I, I don't really see that often. Um, I'm, I, I have opened an image of all of the Naruto characters, and I was going to compare them as we went. But it, for the most part, that seems pretty accurate. Although Rock Lee has black hair, and I don't think of him as traditionally any of those things. Yeah, or refined, or independent. Um, well, what about capable and powerful? Okay, yeah, ca- capable and powerful, yeah, probably. I mean, refined, his training is refined. You know, he's yeah, but he's, he's the wacky. most... He's a wacky know, dude. Well, refined is more of like a like a mm, yes. I I'm, I drink tea with my pinky out. That kind of refined. You know, John like Dorian Gray or, or not the, the Gray guy from the Fifty Shades of Gray books. <laughs> not Dorian Gray. <laughs> I'm sorry. I started watching uh, Penny Dreadful, and that's the guy in there. <laughs> his name. So what was his I, name? I thought it was Dorian Gray. It's Christian. Christian Gray. Gray. Okay. <laughs> it's an awful name. <laughs> okay, so well, okay, great segue. Gray and silver hair. <laughs> um, so, so when you get gray hair, it, it's almost as if it's kind of like a wisdom character, you know, somebody yeah. who, who's almost like they're meant to be like a sage or you know, like a Gandalf character, a, yeah. a, a mentor of some sort, you know. So they're calm, balanced, uh, sophisticated logical, you know, you got all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like that irreverent, isn't it? Yeah, obscene and irreverent is, is in there, which That's is... That's totally Kakashi, because he yeah. is all of those things, but then he would read erotic manga. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he, but he would do it so docile, though. Yeah. So, it, it, so does that actually go into it, like obscene? Well, I mean, I guess that the, um, the from the first season of Naruto, the pervy sage, too, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's also a pervert, yeah. but he's also... He also had white hair. Yeah. Yep. Actually, white is different. Yeah, white, white is down at, at the bottom of the list. Oh, well, I didn't scroll down all the way. Well, we're not getting there yet. Is we're he, going or hold on. There? Spoiler alert: White's at the bottom. <laughs> he's not. No, he's not. Oh, I'm, I'm already no, reading the white ones off. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, brown hair, though. which is actually more common than black hair, possibly. I don't know. There's so many characters uh, with it. There, they are. Uh, a, a normal person, somebody who's relatable. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> somebody, somebody who actually, is, I think we all have brown hair on yeah. right now. <laughs> I, I always thought of you guys as having more of black hair, but I don't know. It's been a while since I've looked at you. <laughs> no, I don't have black hair. Brown hair. I actually have red in my beard. So you're it's passionate, weird. seductive, feisty, 
Hell yeah. Enthusiastic. <laughs> You've got a dash of enthusiastic, hot-headed, we'll get to aggressive, that. opinionated. Brown hair, though, <laughs> they're typically meant for uh, for main characters. Yeah, the We're talking about brown hair again. People who are just supposed to represent you on the screen. And so when you see somebody with brown hair, they're, they're supposed to be somebody who you can look through their eyes and follow their journey with them. Yeah, funny story... Lots of main characters in visual novels, like you as the player character in a visual novel, will either have black hair or brown hair. Yeah, and if they have no, if they have a CG where you see the person, the main character in it, they usually have no eyes. Yeah, it's because you're the eyes. Yeah, you're it's you're supposed to put yourself in that character's place. Although it's weird because they give them a name usually, and they don't just go like, "Hey, you," yeah. you know. <laughs> Because um, it's not you. You're actually playing a different character. However, you're supposed to be that character. Um, uh, one of the things that they say about the brown-haired character is that, um, you know, they're approachable, comfortable, like, predictable, boring, whatever. And then the, one of the images is Kenma, or Kema from The World God Only Knows. And he's just a dick. Like, <laughs> uh, but I suppose that he is predictable. Like, but that's just, like, one trait. Well, I mean, like, that's basic human nature to be a... Like, like there are certain people who are their basic human nature is just gonna be a jerk. Yeah. Like, and, oh, and not to mention that for Japan as a main character, there are pe- if they're watching an anime, chances are they're an otaku like he is. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're using that aspect, not his personality it's, per se. It's true that their person, like a, a predictable personality from Japan, is much different than one from here here in America. Like right. two different. Cultural styles, I suppose. Yeah. Um, now the red hair is is interesting because that one's probably the most the the closest thing to what red means in America too. You know, it, it means like a passion, yeah, aggressive, feisty, aggressive, yeah, hot headed. Um, hot headed. Yeah, there you go. I mean, like it. I love that that's a term, hot headed, but they and they're like wearing red on their head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's that that one seems the most obvious to me. You know, when you when you see red, it's almost like a bull. It sees red, it gets angry. You know, you, so you're gonna get a lot of action from those characters and their and and you know they're uh, enthusiastic, all that kind of stuff. So that that makes sense. Yeah, and opinionated. Like opinionated is one of the the things that they have here, and it's, it's so true. Actually, like you know, you think about it. Yeah. Which is, and then the next thing is interesting because they go to orange hair next, and I thought that red hair and orange hair would technically cl- be classified as the same thing. Yeah, because like a redhead is actually somebody who has orange tints in there. Right, exactly. It's like a, it's the the blog here has Asuka and Ichigo from Bleach, and I figured that they would be under the red hair category. No, Ichigo is definitely an orange hair character, yeah. but Asuka, but Asuka but, I've always imagined as a redhead. But that's the thing, though, because Ichigo, his name is translates to strawberry, which yeah. is red because, and he was named that because of his hair. They say yeah. that in the show, and it's orange now. What? <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, Orange is courageous, loyal, spirited, optimistic. So almost like a, an awesome main character, you know, a, selfish, a... annoying, <laughs> attention-seeking. Yes, that's also true. Yeah, attention-seeking. They're they're kind of like, they they want to be the orange-haired characters want to be the front runner of the pack, regardless of whether or not they actually have that ability. That's what they want to be. I just realized that they have a cat planet cuties. <laughs> yes, they do. Picture in there. I feel like these also, like, not only in part apply to characters' hair, but also clothing. Because, like, even though Naruto doesn't have orange hair, Naruto is definitely 
brazen and annoying at times and attention-seeking and courageous as well. But he he has, like, an orange outfit. He doesn't have orange hair, though. Right. right. Well, okay, so let's go on to that next because we're going on to yellow or blonde hair, which Naruto would be classified in. So if we put those yeah. together, his yellow hair, confident, happy, definitely not romantic or artful. Naive, for sure. Well, yeah, he's, naive. He's artful. He graffitied the... The faces a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's true. But I would definitely say that confident is is one of the big things. Um, Manipulative is a weird one. I, I'm actually not really sure where where that one would come from. There's got to be some sort of anime. I don't know that. what that character is in the image that has the cigarette, but he looks that's like from, he's manipulative. Yeah, that's from Dorara. Uh, I see. I don't think any of us have seen Dorara. Yeah. There's one <laughs> character in that image that does not even have yellow hair. That is that looks like gray hair. Yeah. Oh, that's like, um, like brown gray yeah. hair. Yeah, that's weird, and that's that's from a like a yaoi-ish anime. That's kind of yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I like the idea that that the dumb blonde transfers over to to Japan as well. Yeah. Um, it's almost as if they take a note from America because whenever they make an American character. They they're give always blonde. blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. So I wonder if if that's where they're taking a cue from. They're like, "Aha, Americans are are dumb and ditzy because they have blonde hair." Well, yeah, they... and like we're all, like the boundless confidence that we have. Yeah, like, the, the, we're known overseas for boundless confidence. Like regardless of like what's going on, it's always like, "Yes, yeah, I am American." Aha. Yeah. Um, but Dylan, you bring up a really good point with this. I, I think that if we're going to keep going through this list, it would be appropriate to like, yeah, we'll, we'll say it, it's the hair color, but it definitely goes with the costume as well. Because yeah, I'm looking Vash as well. He has blonde hair and he has a, a red outfit, which exactly hot headed yeah. adventurous. So uh, this, this is just color theory in general, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I know I'm skipping ahead here. But uh, it also kind of... Hey, uh, listen, we couldn't get, let Dylan do it, so... Why? White, pure, yeah. <laughs> ethereal, magical, serene, lucid, mature, humble, indifferent, narcissistic. <laughs> so, and they were all nice until narcissistic. Wait a second. That they, have, cool. they, have, they, have, they have humble and narcissistic in the same character? Yeah. Humble, indifferent, narcissistic, immoral. Um, well, I, and, and, well, and they also have immu- immoral and pure. Yeah, in the same thing. So, so what are you, white? <laughs> so, well, what I was thinking was, um, you think you have to think of Bell from uh, Don Machi, where he has white hair but black clothes. Mm-hmm. So um, and red eyes. But then also that this is something that came directly from Sean's email to us as well with this article. He because uh, uh, Hestia has black hair with, with white, white clothes. clothes. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean that they're they're the same but different? You know what I mean? Like, or does it or does it mean that their hair means one thing, but their clothes say something else? Like, their clothes is the accent to them, but their hair is their true nature. I think you had something when you said same but different because they're 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 exact opposites. Their hairs are opposite colors, and their clothings are opposite colors. But also their eyes too. Like, Belle has red eyes. And, yes, you know, exactly. adventurous, passionate, aggressive, and Hestia hot-headed. has uh, blue eyes. Blue, so uh, we could we could go through this chart all on our own, like all for one entire Tapagachi. I say that we go through the rest of it real quick, okay. and just and just go through what each thing means. So green, uh, easygoing, trustworthy, docile, tolerant. So they're they're a character that is usually easy to get along with. 
Typically not a main character, though, it seems like. You know, if you if you think about it, a green-haired character wouldn't really fall in line with a main character. I do see Arareka in here. Yeah. Or, or, and, and Rin. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Oh, she, yeah. Raw energy, ro- roguish. I guess that, yeah, roguish could, could make sense. Um, blue hair, uh, wise, talented, mature, concerned with science. Okay. <laughs> I think that just might be a personal thing for the blog. Justice... I don't know. It, blue seems like it's a lot of things to me because there's a lot of characters that are completely different from each other that are that have blue hair. You know, like I wouldn't picture Sailor Mercury and Kamina to be on the same level with each other. They have blue hair, but you know, they they could mean completely different things. Kamina's kind of got more indigo hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Pur- uh, purple. Powerful, privileged, noble, elegant. So this one is also very similar to color theory in America too, because purple is a royal color. Yeah, it represents royalty. It, it's it's meant to mean wealth and rich. You know, purple is an expensive color. <laughs> well off. Yeah, and um, that means it means the same thing here too. Let's see, pink. Benevolent, feminine, youthful, innocent, cheerful, cute. This pink is, you know, it's, it goes along the pink and blue. You know, pink's for girls and blue's for boys. That, that kind of thing. But pink itself, it kind of stands out more with, like, when you see pink, it's a little bit more feminine. Mm-hmm. Although they have... They um, have three dudes out of the eight photos. Yeah, I know. Uh, or four, Natsu- maybe. I can't yeah, tell and- what that one character is. <laughs> and uh, Natsu from... Uh, I would say Natsu from Fairy Tale is more like Soma. From Food Wars. Yeah. Accomplished? I don't know. He's not gullible. He's he's almost exactly like Soma. Like, Soma's, like, very confident in himself. and But he also doesn't know everything. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? That Yeah, that one's a little bit a little bit vague. But I guess they want to go with the, the shoujo-esque when you think of pink. Anyways, and then white we already talked about. Pure. We talked about, like, three times because everybody kept interrupting and <laughs> skipping ahead, damn it. Uh... But, uh, okay, so white's the, the most interesting one because they're polar opposites. That's how we got on this thing in the first place, you know. Pure and immoral, narcissistic and humble. I, I wouldn't want to approach somebody with white hair because it's like, are you... Uh, <laughs> I can't read you by your hair! <laughs> Get your hair out of your eyes so I can see what you're... Okay. It um, could just mean that, like, white-haired characters are conflicted by nature. You know, they're one thing but feel the opposite or it's true that's an interesting thought because i thought of the main character from death parade the bartender Mm -hmm. where he's like he's just kind of like a robotic i'm doing my job but is it right well and well you also have griffith here from berserk is like hey like come join me i'm gonna be your mentor and i'll save you from your life that you have now as a mercenary i'm gonna kill you Ah, i hate you so people with white hair are bipolar Actually, because yeah, so is uh, Shiro from Dead Man Wonderland. That's very true. Where she has she has that whole oh, I have a dark side and a split personality, which is stupid. <laughs> yeah, so may- maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Maybe white hair people with white hair are supposed to be conflicted, conflicted and mysterious. Interesting. So that's um that. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. That, that is exactly what I was looking for last episode when we were looking for color theory and you hit the nail on the head and thank you for uh for Anne's anime blog for providing that source i'm terribly sorry i couldn't find it last episode <laughs> we have some more but i think it's more fitting for fan service so want to move on to some fan service sure cool 
Okay, so you guys, um, you guys sent us a lot of stuff uh, this week. So here on our Facebook, we got messages from uh, uh, a couple of you guys. Uh, Gerardo, uh, you uh, sent us information on the amiibos because last episode we directly uh, asked the question to you guys: What's the appeal of amiibos? So I kind of shared my thought as how I know what the appeal of amiibos is, but you said that you don't even have a 3DS or a Wii U that's compatible with them yet, uh, which is fine. Because uh, you just like to collect them because they look cool. One, they are incredibly collectible. Though you, uh, what you say here is uh, you're not planning on selling them ever. You just want to you know, build a collection of them. Which is great. Because essentially, Nintendo is releasing an official like figurine line for their Nintendo characters. Which really doesn't happen. Yeah, and if you think about it, it like if, if you have just a figure a figurine line, they're both collectible in one way, but they have an also additional benefit of the fact that you can get stuff from them. Yeah. Um, so what's the appeal of Amiibos? What's the appeal of PVCs? Yeah, and well, and that's one of the things that Gerardo said was cool because he doesn't have any uh, inkling or intention of selling them ever. You can repaint them. And he's like, you know, repaint them with model paint, turn them into what you want. Make That's them... a really interesting. Yeah, idea, I, was like, I was like, make them look cool. I I've like, wow. never thought of that yeah. ever. Uh, so uh, interesting uh, thoughts there. You know, uh, he said that even though Nintendo characters don't have the most personality ever, they have some really cool, appealing looks to them that make them appealing. It goes right into the appeal of the discussion that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, you know, that's what like what what goes into character design, make them appealing. So like make sure that your audience is going to love them. Yep. And, of course, Nintendo creates some of the most iconic characters in history. Like, I mean, like, everybody knows who, who Mario is. So, uh, actually, we kind of have a late addition to an Into the West segment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> add that whip crack. Horse. That was not a horse, but whatever. That was like Are you going to add it Godzilla. later? <laughs> actually mini godzilla that's fine uh i can't remember if i talked about this last episode or not uh, i have it written down in my notes um about the project nemesis comic book did i talk about this i don't think so no because i don't uh, remember it big bad shadow man sent us over an inf- uh, some information about a project for project nemesis which is uh a gra or not a graphic novel it's being turned into a comic book uh but a novel series that- about kaiju's uh, he says it's his favorite book series uh, to read, but it's it's done here, and it's finally being turned into a comic book. Okay. So and it's go, so it's going to be a comic book series with some really cool monster designs, uh, done with the art by the guy who does Godzilla: Rulers of the Earth, uh, Matt Frank. Interesting, because see now they did this with the Zombie Survival Guide too. Sounds because the Zombie Survival Guide was a way to. Um, and also World War Z was a zombie novel and how to survive a zombie apocalypse, all that kind of stuff. And then they turned it into a graphic novel and it wasn't as good. So I wonder how this one's going to fare. I mean, obviously it's a different writer and, and different artist and everything like that. But I wonder how this is going to fare from going to a novel to a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, as we mentioned before, Keto sent us over that uh, Chinese man suing the actress for the TV. But uh keto also wanted to share with us this thing that's been going around the net uh which also showed up on fox's animation domination yeah adhd yeah i don't know if uh you saw this either dylan but uh it was an an animation called michael bay's evangelion this was the fox animation yeah uh okay so if you guys haven't seen michael bay's evangelion it's uh it's not safe for work so uh either listen to it with headphones or or by yourself definitely uh, but it's kind of funny. It's pretty funny. It's 
it's, I watch it and I don't really get Michael Bay from it. Yeah. But, like, the craziness of it is definitely, like, making fun of the Bayhem yeah, that goes on. Yeah, because um, the main character, like, the guy that they got to... That they portrayed as Shinji is, like, if Michael Bay got a meathead douchebag yeah. to, to play Shinji. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so there's some pretty funny, funny bits in it. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, thanks, Keto, for shooting that over to us. Funny enough, we touched on Blood Sea a little bit because of um because of the article of what China's banning but Brad sent us over some uh some information about uh hey you guys should check out some hardcore anime uh which was Blood Sea uh and we watched it it was great amazing uh oddly enough though I watched the clip the day before and then he just immediately emailed me it's almost as if our fans are stalking us and like they're on our same wavelength now and you know they just they they're just like I know what they want yeah Here so you like keto sent us the news about the suing the chinese actress you know immediately after you did it and now Brad is sending us you know, blood sea stuff immediately after I watch it, which is just so cool. So yes, thanks for that, Brad. But though, next up, Brad also sent us a thing saying uh, he recommends a movie for us. Okay. Uh, and it's called The Perfect Guy. And uh, it's a movie about a guy... Um, who's perfect. No. <laughs> who's, mm. like, who's like dating a woman uh, and then goes uh, complete yandere. So it's like male yandere. Really? Yeah. Oh. So uh, so he said um, he he was wondering if the movie was made with like maybe somebody knows on the film crew what yandere actually is and wanted to build is something the, like this. Is this Japanese or is this American? I th- doesn't say, but it, I believe it's uh, it's uh, an, an Eastern or a Western film. Okay, so next up we got um, a message from uh, Wicked fan Scott, who actually was the one who recommended this topic in the first place from last season, uh, last episode, and now we're re- continuing it this episode. But he sent us more disturbing anime moments, which is the, <laughs> which is the greatest thing ever. Uh, disturbing anime has uh, gotten the most response ever, but Scott has just like been keep, kept sending us these disturbing moments of his, which is the coolest thing because uh, he's actually also the one that uh, recommended that topic. Um, I know Scott. I think you got to find a new. Hobby. You're gonna you're gonna put yourself in a home or something like that. You're just gonna be in the fetal position, rocking back and forth, just like out of your mind, crazy, because you just keep sending us all these disturbing moments. Oh, here's another one. Watching a video about the series um, uh, Serial Experiments Lane, uh, and it was uh, mentioned by the same creator, was it? Uh, for called Digimon Tamers. Are you familiar with this, Dylan? Uh, Digimon Tamers. No, I don't no? think so. Um, I haven't heard of it either. What's he, this? he explains it. The whole plot at the end. Uh, let's see. Spoilers. Uh, oh, uh, the character Jerry. Do you know that character? I don't think so. From Digimon. Yeah. I, this I could be something it's been a while since different. I've seen any Digimon. Yeah, so it says... Um, Wait, uh, wasn't there supposed to be a new Digimon show that came out this past summer or something? Uh, no, this summer. This Okay. Uh, maybe yeah. I thought it was supposed to be spring, but it's supposed to be summer. So he says, the whole Jerry Pot at the end, uh, when she's being controlled by her, uh, by her depression uh, and an evil computer program, this character is, like, incredibly depressed... And this, an evil computer is, like, controlling her uh, while she's depressed. And it, it's kind of weird. Uh, he's, uh, I guess it's disturbing in a sense where that's... I don't know what this Digimon series is, but that seems really dark for Digimon. Am I wrong? 
Because I, I don't know how lighthearted Digimon is. Like, is it maybe the Japanese cuts are actually much darker? Digimon was way darker than Pokemon. There was, like, one arc that I remember where, like, they dealt with the apocalypse, and there was, like, the Mark of the Beast, I think, was part of the show. Really? I think so, from what I remember. Huh. It w- it, I think it was, from what I remember, it was definitely much darker than Pokemon. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but he, he uh, Scott adds in an extra note where he says, uh, uh, Konoka uh, uh, Chiaki, uh, who's the, you know, the writer, uh, so it says he has a, a knack for writing the stuff that, like, <laughs> hurts me psychologically. So it's, like, not the first time that this has happened with that same writer. Hmm. All right. And then, of course, uh, we already discussed what Sean sent us. Sean sent us uh, the color theory thing with the hair. Um, and also the discussion that we uh, also kind of had but didn't explain about the uh, the polar opposites of the Don Machi characters, uh, where um, kind of well, I mean, we we touched on it, but we didn't really mention that Scott was the one who sent us it. Um, so that's it for uh, fan service. Let's move on to some shameless plugs and let's uh, start to wrap this up. All right, guys. So if you want to join our conversation uh, and you want to let us know about character designs, maybe your, what's your favorite uh, anime eyes to to look at? What are your favorite anime hair colors? Uh, anything of the sort. Um, and maybe perhaps, maybe you want to hear something even more specific about character design. Maybe you want a part three. I don't know. Uh, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime. Uh, view posts about news. You can view posts about, uh, forums. You can post to us. You can talk to us there, uh, if you're not emailing us. Uh, we have fun stuff going on all the time. Facebook is what we utilize the most, I would say, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, so we're pretty easy to contact on there. We can get it on our phones. It's like the future or something. Uh, you can also find us at, uh, at youtube.com backslash wicked anime reviews. Still trying to kick that habit. <laughs> Uh, where you can find all of our video reviews. Uh, we're working on our anime, on finishing up the Anime Boston video right now. Uh, it's coming along real great. We're excited to release it uh, for you guys. Uh, you can find us at twitter.com. You can tweet us at yo wicked anime. Uh, you can find us at tumblr.com. Uh, tumblr.com. Uh, wickedanime.tumblr.com. Woo! Uh, <laughs> keep, keep it in. And of course. Nerdyshow.com slash Wicked Anime, where you can find our podcast if you're not listening to it right now on iTunes or SoundCloud slash Wicked Anime. Uh, you can also find our videos there on Nerdyshow.com too, but that you you can't subscribe from, nope, yeah, from Nerdyshow.com. So subscribe to us at YouTube. Watch them on 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 Nerdy Show, but subscribe to us on have YouTube. Have to go to YouTube to do that, you idiot. And I think that's everything. Cool. That should be everything. That should be all the places on the internet that we have just taken over because we're so popular. (laughs) So next episode, guys, the next episode that you're going to be listening to, we're going to be in Florida with the entire crew, and we're going to be talking about inspiration in anime. Anime that inspires us, moments that... Moments in anime, specific moments in anime that inspire us to do things. Uh, we figured saving that topic for when we're all in the same room together would be really, really beneficial. And since you're letting them know that we're doing that now, I guess they could send in uh, the their own inspiring, all inspiring moments. Absolutely, yeah. Because we're giving, we're doing this ahead of time, that's a great idea. Send along uh, your inspiring moments so that we can read it on the show itself. Uh, part of fan service, or even actually during the Tapagachi, 
Uh, what inspires you in anime? Uh, send us moments of awe. Like, so maybe something that you do in your life now. Uh, I know I'm an artist. Animation was what got me to be an artist. Uh, so, hey, uh, maybe you're doing that with your life. Or maybe you're doing something else. Maybe you're watching Food War and you're just like, I love food so much. This anime is amazing. Who knows? It, what inspires you? Inspiration comes from many different places in many different forms. It's lovely. Email us at uh, wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. Uh, we'll have you listen to us next time. And remember, if you're in Florida, the 27th of June, we will be at the Geek Easy in a comic shop in, in Winter Park, Florida on Cimarron Boulevard uh, doing Wicked Anime Live. If you are over 18, you can come join us and have a blast. If you are over 21, you can have maybe some more fun if you're not an alcoholic. Uh, and join us for the drinking game that's going to be taking part. Woo. There, woo! You might die, so we encourage you maybe not to play to but. drive safe, at <laughs> least to get get a designated driver, because because we can't guarantee that you won't get alcohol poisoning from the rules that we are setting from this game. So we hope to see you there in a, in a couple days. Drink responsibly. Yes, uh, we're going, but we don't care if you join us or not because we're going to be in Florida having a blast. Yeah, we're going to have fun regardless of whether or not you're there. <laughs> so. uh... Till next time. <laughs> bye. Okay, okay, bye. bye. Okay, bye. Yeah, uh, it's that it's harmful. Uh, <laughs> um, it's not. It, oh, jeez, uh, cut this out. Um, no, keep it in. Keep it in. For, uh, hold, please. How long is this gonna take? Keep this in. Mm, not long. <laughs> keep it in. Not, not long. Hang keep on. Nope, that's the party horn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like anti-panic. Uh, you're not plugged in. Uh oh. Oh, that's what fell out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, please. Keep it in. You're about to die. Keep this in. Keep this in. Don't Victoria. Do not Victoria. Did you unplug the microphone? No. um, My my cable fell out. My computer cable fell out. My computer's been dying this whole time. Something else I wanted to add to that. Keep it in. (laughs) So you have to keep all the other spots in that I say that in order for that to make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um... It's a great golden ratio of Sonic's head. <laughs> oh, stupid Sonic. Just just every part where he's like, keep this in. He it's kept it in, in, guys. We won. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes. Or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships.
You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.